0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Childhood Remastered, the show where we look back at the cartoons of yesteryear and see if they are worth a damn. Or not. Or not, because that's often the case. With nostalgia goggles, it always ends up being usually not.
1: But in this case, it is. I am i don't care if I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt the show right now because Roop! Darkwing Duck is awesome. <laughs> shadows some villain schemes. But his numbers So it's been good so far. We're going to see, however, if these last two episodes we review this is, hold up to the uh, other episodes that we've done. Yeah,
0: this is part three of three. And before we get into the episode, episode five, um, we need to go back and do a little housekeeping for the last episode. So the last episode we were talking about, the, the, the main villain of that episode was a little guy named Lilliput. He's yeah, an he's, ant, he, ant master.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's an homage to Gulliver's Travel, a, kind, kind of a joke over the heads of the kids. Yeah, and like uh,
0: Ant-Man too, because he controlled ants and yeah, he got them he to do so. sounded
1: like Jerry Lewis-ish, and we had no idea who voice acted him and it was fucking frank welker
0: frank welker the and and i feel pretty confident in saying this the most prolific voice actor in the entire history of voice acting there
1: are very few who touch the number of things that frank welker has touched as far as voice acting work there's a few but but he is in that league there at the top he's done over 700
0: 700 jesus
1: over 700 Credits to and, his And career.
0: he's 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 still voicing characters that he voiced almost forty years ago. He was the original Sco. He was the original Fred Jones in Scooby Doo, and he is still voicing Fred Jones in Scooby Doo. Megatron. He's Megatron. Still Megatron. You know, he's the type of he's the type of voice actor where if you're if you hear, I remember I remember hearing this that if you hear animal sounds in a movie, there's probably a ninety percent chance that those animal sounds were done by Frank Welker.
1: Yeah. No, I've heard that before, too. There's some characters out there. There's very few. There's a few modern ones as well. There's very few voice actors where if you hear something, it was probably done by one of these core guys. And if if it's – that's if it's something you don't recognize. And if it's something you do recognize, it most assuredly was done one by – by one of these guys yeah and it's frank, just, frank welker is one of those one of those dudes
0: yeah so um, sorry we didn't know that in the last episode we apologize profusely frank welker and the off chance that you're listening to this i fucking love you and you are the probably the great you're not probably let me let me rephrase that <laughs> you are the single greatest thing to have ever happened to the voice acting world ever uh, so well you, you, you uh
1: you forged through a lot of of stuff uh, voice acting was that there were there were some who came before you, and of course some who've come after. But in the yeah, modern, in the modern, Welker sense, is, is he's been like, active.
0: He's been active since 1969.
1: He's the dude, man. He is, uh, yeah. He's the dude. And for so. someone
0: that for someone that uh for someone that really enjoys voice acting and actually you know tries to keep track of voice actors, I mean, it's easy nowadays because it seems like the same guys are doing everything. Um, but. Ah uh, I apologize for not being able to remember or know or recognize, recognize yeah, I was surprised
1: his voice. that we couldn't figure it
0: out. So. But he has such he has such a wide range and I'm just like being a giggly schoolgirl at this point, but he has such a wide range in his in his vocal capacity that you could hear something and not know it's Frank Welker and it's fucking Frank Welker.
1: Yeah, it happens all the time. It's
0: not, it's not like Peter Cullen, who's also very prolific, who has a very distinct voice. Right, right. Frank Welker has a very distinct voice, but he can also change it.
1: Yeah, he's very good at hiding it. So yeah. so, so, we'll start this episode off with Night of the Living Spot, yeah, which is the, the fifth episode in Darkwing Duck.
0: And obviously um, a reference to the film Night of the Living Dead, which is weird because Night of the Living Dead is a zombie movie by, by uh, George Romero.
1: Right. It's it's kind of like the Godfather of zombie films. Yeah,
0: and if you've never um, seen it, it's an allegory about consumerism.
1: Right. And they they <laughs> eat raw chicken as though it's human flesh. It's yeah. like kind of one of the things. So. so, but
0: what's weird about it is Night of the Living Thing, Night of the Living Spot is the name of the episode. Night of the Living Dead is a zombie film, but in this episode they deal with vampires instead. Yeah. So, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird combination. Uh,
1: vampire potatoes. Yeah.
0: We'll get into that. So, I wrote down in the very beginning that everyone is, is super not impressed with Darkwing. Uh, nobody seems nobody, to be impressed nobody with Nobody, Darkwing. gives a shit about him. He's, he's, no. at this point, you gotta figure that he saved the town a couple times, saved the city, and it's a big ass city. It's like saving New York. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody yeah, cares. We're five
1: episodes in, and he has legitimately saved the day in every episode. Uh well okay let's just put the first two episodes into one so we're episode five so we'll say four times including this episode plus whatever's happened in the middle he's done a lot and the city does not care
0: okay now I I remember why no one's impressed so this episode starts out this is another story episode so it starts it starts 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 out
1: as a boy scout like type campout telling ghost stories that he crashes. And the kids like, dude, old man, get the fuck out. They of my they campsite. know,
0: and that's the thing is that they know. That's why I wrote it down. They know who they, he is, and he's. They're like, oh, fuck off, Darkwing. Why yeah. don't you suck ass and get out of here? And yeah, they want him out of there, and he's lost, and he's trying to borrow their compass, and he doesn't want to admit that he's lost, and he's like, fine, I'll let me use your compass, and I will tell you a scary story.
1: Yeah, and so he agrees to tell him this scary story about quote vampire potatoes. Um, and so it starts with Bushroot wanting the perfect bride. And so P- Bushroot, instead of doing what normal people do and Which go is, on dates. and He could and probably go,
0: find someone on J-Date.
1: I'm sure he could find somebody anywhere. Well, especially now because of the internet. But even then, I'm sure he could find somebody who's into his weird plant shit. Yeah, I wrote um, down the
0: weird thing is, is that Darkwing describes... Bushroot as his arch enemy, or does Bushroot describe Darkwing as their? Arch- it's Bushroot. Bushroot, Bushroot
1: describes de- Darkwing as his arch enemy. But you know what's interesting is, including in this episode, Darkwing does not seem all that concerned with Bushroot. Yeah, he's kind of like okay, this is an unrequited this- love
0: relationship yeah, thing yeah, going so on. This is like
1: Darkwing essentially seems kind of unaffected with Bushroot and who he is and what he's about. Is like, great, right, it's Bushroot again cool and bush's like yeah, my arch nemesis darkwing and darkwing's like it's kind of interesting sure arch it's like darkwing even discounts it so like darkwing is discounted by the city and, and the people in, in saint canard the 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 city that he serves and and who is at the very bottom of that totem pole is poor bushroo
0: what's funny is 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 uh is they've they've recycled Bushroot already? It's only been one episode. One episode in between yeah, his debut.
1: Already back as a returning as a returning villain. I wonder.
0: And I didn't I didn't look this up, but there I wonder if there are
1: several returning uh, villains in the show. But this is like, and he does come back further. I remember there's yeah. other episodes with him. But no, there's he,
0: episodes where they he gangs up with the other guys and yeah, yeah, they, form, like a, they form like, like a, a superhero game. Yeah,
1: there's like a furious kind of um, fearsome, five, yeah, or so, fearsome yeah. five or something. yeah fearsome five or something. Yeah. Yeah with a there's like a, a dark wing doppelganger in yellow and black Negaduck and a, Yeah Negaduck and then there's a there's like a dog That's uh, mega, uh, Megavolt Megavolt, thank you, yeah Megavolt,
0: so, the electricity guy yeah, And then the there's e- the liquidator Who's the water guy yeah, and exactly. then there's so And cover, then there's like, the, 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 the Joker stand-in Quacker Jack. That's
1: right, that's right yeah. Quacker Jack. totally forgot about <laughs> I
0: remember all <laughs> of them Yeah no. So
1: see, this show's like This show was like Sean's jam and Oh, I, such my jam And I remember this show But I, I, it was I, not something I was really into So
0: I mean, I can uh, I can even remember I, Not even just this show I can even remember Remember the uh, the Disney Disney Afternoon by itself had like theme music.
1: Yeah, it did. It, it, well, it was kind of like how ABC had uh, the TGIF with like full house. Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. And Perfect uh, Strangers, and they had the um the TGIF and um they had a dinosaurs the and so they had their own like little theme song. Yeah, um, so it's
0: kind of like that. No, so I, I, yeah, so this episode starts with um Bushroot. Bushroot wants to create a wife, like you so said. So
1: he decides to. He decides to grow one. Yeah. Instead of finding one like a normal person. And,
0: and see, okay, this, I don't get that. So, Bushroot is, he's a duck. He's a duck, but he's a transformed duck, but he's a duck. But, still. Not,
1: but beyond that, he is a, like, he is a, Intelligent scientist, and I assume if he's a researcher for a university, he's got to have a PhD. So he's not a complete enough, bullshit. Apparently, well, or okay, so let's just say it's botany or herbology or whatever. Herbology,
0: he, hey, you know, this is he, fucking
1: hot, uh, par- Harry, <laughs> this Potter. Is
0: Harry Potter. Harry uh, Potter. They make Darkwing. they make up some they uh, make up some some thing like herbography or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, but he, <laughs> so he's got to have a, a, at least a graduate degree, and and so he's working for a university. And so, when he decides to make his bride, he gets his character Spike, uh, the, the the plant uh, the, the, Venus flytrap yeah. pet that, with the orange hair that from uh, episode three, to go and get the ingredients for him. He entrusts this job to
0: to an eyeless, to brainless, so an
1: eyeless, brainless plant version of a dog. So to retrieve the ingredients to build his wife, and if, we're talking about a researcher. So one. I'm married to a researcher, just to start. So I'm, I'm married to a researcher. She's very smart. She's the smartest person I know. And there is no way that she would say, you know, I'm going to build. I, I would. I'm going to do this complex problem. I'm going to do this complex task. And you're going to, and end- then not, and not have all of your things ready, all of your ingredients, all of your tools set up and ready to go. You're going to have your workstation to work in, ready to go. I was. And he he remembers like core ingredients that are out. You think he would have noticed they were out, and he sends the dog into the other room to get it, and so the dog drops these. ingredients. Ingredients and picks up a potato. So flakes. okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucking he, potato flakes. No, hold on. So, and so he doesn't look at the label.
0: In this, in this, if anyone's and you, if you're listening to this, you better have fucking seen Young Frankenstein. This is so Young Frankenstein. It's completely
1: Young Frankenstein. Because
0: because or I mean, I guess just Frankenstein in general. But I always think of Young Frankenstein. So this is totally. I wrote down this well, because
1: is Young Frankenstein's a parody. I yeah. think this is more Young Frankenstein. Yeah.
0: So I wrote down this is this is Abby Normal. This is that's what it is. So he has this he has this like essence of Posey or something because his his ideal his ideal woman when he's thinking about her she is literally an anthropomorphic flower she's she's got the flower face and the petals and then like the that's the, what he imagines that's what that's he what imagines he wants to make and yeah. and so he he sends Spike to get the whatever the it is the it's essence of the the special one because he's got all the other it's ones like it's the, the essence, essence of, of Posey or something oh, yeah so he gets he sends over for that. And Spike it's potato flakes and he, well no Spike goes to grab it and he fumbles it and he and drops he it, it so he grabs just it in like the jar. yeah just like he drops the normal brain and smashes it and then he's yeah. like huh
1: well screw it
0: yeah and then he grabs he just grabs something else
1: and it's potato flakes but you would think
0: potato starch
1: you would think that somebody with a, a researcher with a graduate degree would look at the label before he adds it to his experiment well he
0: trusts his assistant
1: B S no you trust no one. Yeah, (laughs) and so it's potato flakes, and he makes this giant herpy derpy uh, potato wife, and and he even goes, he's like a vampire Mrs. Potato Head, and and they don't
0: explain why it's a vampire.
1: Yeah, they don't explain. It's just all all. of a sudden it's a vampire, but he still calls it Posey which is and and he goes, (laughs) it's
0: so funny. So he goes, he goes, uh, okay, well, you know what, this isn't what I this isn't what I wanted, but. You know, I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah, I he love said, you, Posy. And he's he like,
1: like, well, I was going to make this beautiful wife, but fuck it. I guess I got to I guess I got to have sex with a potato now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and,
0: and, and many thought. and many American <laughs> men can can relate to that. <laughs> and so he well, I had women too, you know. So I, I as soon as that happened,
1: the first thought that I that came to mind was well, you
0: better what? microwave her first.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Well, you better microwave her and draw, <laughs> drill a hole in the sun so we can make this happen. Wait,
0: wait, she's a potato, not a cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Jesus. Uh, so so <laughs> yeah, Wait, okay, hold on. Wait, real talk right now. You gotta, you got to let that shit cool off before you do anything or you're going to put a fucking burn on your dick like <laughs> oh, you Not that I ever did that, but I'm just sure, saying. I'm sure. Sean. I'm just saying. I'm sure. Yeah. This is my PSA for this episode. Uh, let look. let the cantaloupe cool off after you microwave it.
1: Well, the PSA episode will be coming very soon, I'm sure. So this, this <laughs> <About> is the <laughs>
0: uh, all right. We got too far. <laughs> but, so this this is the first this is the first time where Darkwing. But he op-
1: actually allu- But to stop you, he actually alludes to wanting to have sex with the potato.
0: Well, he's a hard-up duck,
1: and the potato busts out the window and leaves, and he's like, he essentially says, "Well, I'm lonely, so screw it. I better chase after us. So yeah. have sex with the potato. Yeah. Um, I I thought that I. It, it's all tongue in cheek, and it's all very much alluded to. They don't like say like I'm gonna go fuck a potato because this is Disney Cartoon Hour. But, but I, I mean, I picked up what they're trying to put down, and I thought it was really funny. I was yeah. laughing during this. I part was, actually. I was too.
0: This was the first episode where after he escapes. Darkwing runs into him, right? He runs into Bushroot?
1: Well, no. So this starts off with... Um, so Darkwing's neighbor, uh, Herb Muddlefoot, who's, yeah, the, the, who's the dad of Honker from the last episode, it, who doesn't a, speak. It's a
0: family of geese.
1: Yeah, they're a family of geese. and uh,
0: You got Herb, Binky, Tank, and Honker. Yeah, and I did Binky that off of memory.
1: Had, oh, jeez. That's <laughs> yeah. impressive. See, I, I, I have to write them down. Um, Sad, not impressive. And so they have the... Um, they they have the um, slow kid strong brother with a with a like red a c- haired mullet. He's totally like um he's totally the older brother from Wonder Years. He is. Um, he's totally the older brother from Wonder Years. I'm pretty sure that's exactly who they based him off of. Um and and so they decide that they're going to go camping. The, the Muddlefoots. And so they have this big giant RV and they're going to go camping and take their TV and their reclining and their, chairs. Yeah, their couches. And their couches and all this stuff. And the the kid. Uh,
0: Goslin wants Gosling to go. wants to
1: go. She wants to go camping with with a big, slobby, uh, white trash family in their RV.
0: They really are. They're like a super white trash family. They're
1: super white trash. So... Bushroot is... He decides that he's going to rob a fabric store to make a dress... That's what it is. ...to try and lure his potato wife back to him. And so potato wife? So there's this line where um, he goes... Uh, he's holding up these two dresses between these two colors, which I don't remember because for me... It's I like, like
0: it's like blue and pink or something. Yeah,
1: but it, it's some fancy version of blue Periwinkle pink. blue and yeah, salmon pink or uh, something. I'm a dude and I just know the primary colors. So... Uh, <laughs> So he holds these 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 colors of, of fabric up, and he goes. He asks the fabric the fabric seller
0: who he's tied up by the way. Yeah, who's
1: he's tied up? He goes, "What would look best on her?" What? Do-? And then uh, the fabric seller asks, "What does she look like?" And he says, "She's a giant potato." And then, <laughs> without skipping a beat, the the, the clerk goes. I'd
0: go with blue. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then.
1: <laughs> I laughed. So I thought that was really funny.
0: It's like, just such a deadpan delivery. It's, yeah. It was such a deadpan. I'll go with, I'll go with the blue. It was
1: so smart the way that they did it. Cause I mean, if they had done it with like, uh, tongue in cheek, it wouldn't have been nearly as effective. But that deadpan delivery, I just made it. It reminded me a lot of Animaniacs, which, you know, this, this was competing with Animaniacs kind of yeah. in its time. So it makes sense, you know, Tiny Toons and Animaniac and Freakazoid. It the, there's a lot of that in this kind of show, you know. Yeah. So what's so,
0: what's funny is they so they he's he's holding up the fabrics and then out of nowhere Darkwing and Launchpad show up and Launchpad's got like a black and white striped bolt of fabric and he goes you'll need this color to match your prison outfit and he like smacks him with it and he goes flying yeah yeah i i I forgot about that and this was the first instance of Darkwing using one of his catchphrases where he says suck gas evildoer
1: oh that's that is so i i i thought that it happened earlier but yeah he ends up using that that line and pretty much Every episode, yeah, so, because he has he
0: has a gas gun, not a regular a gun. gun. It's like it's like Sandman. He has a gas gun.
1: Yeah, he has a gas gun. We just so, said gas gun a lot. The, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but he has the gas gun. Yeah, um, that that used to shoot grappling hooks in the first uh, episode, and now all of a sudden, all it does is shoot gas, which is completely useless. But it doesn't matter because it's Darkwing, and he's a badass.
0: Yeah, and so, and Bushroot yeah. manages to escape by. Shaking his dandruff at him Which ends up being pollen And makes him cough and sneeze And whatever And Bushroot's oh, oh, able to right. Bushroot's yeah. able to get away
1: Yeah so Bushroot gets away
0: Um and he hops on a He hops on a patch of ivy And this is a new power That he has He has the ability To make yes. the ivy fly He goes He's like yeah. up up and away And the ivy lifts up Off the ground yeah, And takes, takes off a like f- a Magic like, fucking carpet Yeah like
1: flying carpet Um, And so Darkwing takes a shortcut Through the cemetery And uh, which was kind of weird, but he ends up um hitching a ride with this weasel truck driver. Oh yeah, red who claims to be driving alien stuff for like the government or whatever.
0: Yeah, redneck. They get a ride from a redneck weasel trucker.
1: Yeah, it's a redneck weasel trucker who who his name is
0: Dwayne, I think. Right, Dwayne.
1: Yeah, and he's he's transporting uh alien technology in the back of his truck, and uh, they want out because they're trying to chase t- uh, chase Bushroot, and the the truck driver. Drops them off at another one of those uh, hamburger hippos.
0: there was something too about they had a whole didn 't they have a whole conversation about how so the the truck driver almost hits the yes, the potatoes yes. and then they have a whole conversation about how. How he's like Is that a potato Was that a Was that an Idaho yeah, said, And he goes, goes No nah, that was a russet Yeah and he talks Russ- about
1: How russets have to yeah.
0: Russet potatoes are evil
1: And how they Yeah and how to Dispel them You have to say Potato backwards By all sh-
0: with all by also shaking The pollen of Some kind of plant
1: Yeah some very Specific yeah. plant
0: And he's like well, How did you know that? He's like I don't know I just hear things
1: Yeah and then it was like Hey that was a giant potato And they're like And they believed Every word he said Up until then And as soon as he says He saw a giant potato They're like I'm out Yeah, I'm done. And they kind of like back away, like he's he's crazy. So
0: this episode actually has. When I think about Darkwing Duck, for what for whatever reason, so he they drop him off at the Hamburger Hippo, and there's three, and it's in the middle of nowhere. And there's three rednecks. As
1: soon as they drop him off, I I thought it would have been brilliant if if right away it just would have cut to an instrumental of doing banjos so there's
0: there's three like there's three super rednecks that are sitting there eating food yeah and
1: and one of them is again Frank Welker? yeah voice of well it's voice of Don Carnage
0: yeah oh oh no, that's Jim uh, sorry Jim Cummings
1: yes yeah Jim Cummings so it's a voice of Don Carnage absolutely it's the the smaller one uh, who you know I don't think has a name <laughs> but uh so he is it's exa- he does the the Don Karnage voice. So they're pre-tailspin.
0: Yeah. So they're talking about they're talking about the vampire and they they uh They
1: assume the Darkwing is a vampire. So
0: they go through they go through tests.
1: Which is funny as hell because it reminds me so much of like if you know anything about US history and uh the Salem witch trials. They they would do these like crazy experiments and be like, Well, we're gonna test and see if you're a witch, and so we're gonna tie rocks to you, and if you sink to the bottom, then you're not a witch. Yeah. But if you if you rise to the top and you float, then we're going to burn you alive because you're a witch. Yeah. So essentially, it was you're going to drown by by you're going to die by drowning or you're going to die by fire. You just had to decide which one you wanted to die by, and that was essentially like the kind of test yeah. that they used. They, like, they, well, they, if you go up in flames, then the first uh, one was the first potato.
0: one. The first one is they took him up into a tree and they threw yes. him down. They said if you bounce, you're a vampire, and he <laughs> threw him down. He just stuck in the ground like a lawn dart. Yeah. yeah. And he was, was beat, and he, right, right, yeah. Down. He goes. Was that a bounce? He's like, no, it wasn't a bounce. Like,
1: I'm not sure. Let's try it again. And
0: then it was the, yeah, they, it was the vampires don't catch fire or something. And.
1: Yeah, they're like, well, vampires don't catch fire. So if you catch fire. Then you're not a vampire. If you're a vampire, then we have to kill you.
0: So this is the one. This is the one. So when I think about Darkwing Duck, there's a there's a line, and I don't know why some lines just stick out in my head all the time from shows. It's something that I always remember. Maybe it's some an episode that I saw a bunch of times. But this was in this episode had one of those lines that I remembered forever. I still remember it, and the line is Zeke, get the diesel fuel. And that's the one where they 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 say that vampires don't or vampires catch fire they don't yeah, catch so fire whatever gonna so they're going to burn so see. so the the one guy he takes a match out lights it with his finger and he says Zeke get the diesel fuel and they they use that line again later on but then he says oh well uh, Dwayne told me he's like you know Dwayne. Oh shoot man Why didn't you say so
1: You're so alright So they immediately decide Not to do Any more vampire testing Because they know Their other hillbilly buddy Named Dwayne
0: Yeah Dwayne By the way They're trying to kill him With a stake Before they do all the tests Yeah they, they're they, like
1: We're gonna put a stake Through your heart To kill you And see if you're a vampire Yeah um, And uh, so They hear these noises And Because uh, c- He comes into contact With uh, Goslin, Who uh, Apparently uh, the, the vampire potato Attacked the uh, Metalfoot family so she goes. Gossen goes to get Darkwing, and she brings them back to the camp. And so when she brings them back to the camp, she's like, "See, see, they're they're uh, they're all vampires. Um, and the the telltale signs of being a vampire potato is and, you want to well, eat potatoes. There's a,
0: there's a very convenient uh, there's a very convenient news story that broadcasts that tells yes. the, the uh, that tells
1: the telltale signs of how yeah. of how if you eat. If, if you basically are addicted to eating potatoes, you have a,
0: you have a, a, a dead stare. Yeah, you, yeah, craving
1: potatoes,
0: which is weird for a potato vampire to so want to eat other potatoes. they are a cannibal. Yeah. yeah, And then you have potatoy roots growing out of your head,
1: right? And so she goes and she brings them back to the Muddlefoots, and they're all staring in front of the television, just eating potato chips. But this is like this kind of like fat hillbilly family just and eating dark, and, chips. And, and Darkwing and dark dark like, excuses it. it's like. Yeah, well, this is them all. The this time is anyway. the Muddlefoots. Yeah, what do you exactly. want? It's like I don't know what the hell you want from me. Look,
0: I live next. I, li- I live next to retards, and yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty much used to this shit. So yeah, what are and, you showing me? Yeah,
1: and so he just excuses it until essentially uh, they hear this noise and they send Launchpad in, and he comes out. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, Darkwing sends Launchpad to his vampire-y doom. Yeah, he's, he's like, like Launchpad. Like, there's a weird noise. Go find what what is it.
1: Go jump into the dark bushes with no lights and hope for the best. And so, Launchpad yeah. comes out a vampire,
0: and he eats like potatoes, and, and he sits down. Gifs,
1: yeah, and uh, and
0: then the actual vampire potato comes out and starts attacking everybody. So,
1: Darkwing. So, so, and then the hillbillies at some point help them fight the potato. But, the,
0: but there's a whole there's a whole thing of. There's a whole thing of a potato fight where it's him and right, it's him right. and then Bushroot shows up. He finally finds him. He finally finds the potato yeah, and Bushroot when he runs is up. upset
1: that, that Darkwing is trying to make a move on his lady. Because
0: when he comes up to him, the potato has grabbed him and is and like trying to, to, eat and trying to eat him. But from the back, it looks like they're embracing. Like, so Bushroot loses it and he's like, oh, my darling, he stole you from me. But will, I'll fight for you. I'll get you back. And yeah, he, so they
1: have this fight, but... It,
0: he he, cut, he pulls a lawnmower out of his fucking ass.
1: Yeah. And, a and a they, riding mower. And and they they very quickly come to the conclusion that they're kind of on the same side. Because uh, a Mrs. Potato Head is not what he wants. Nor does he want a Mrs. Potato Head that's going to try and kill everybody. And Darkwing... In this episode, Darkwing asks for a shotgun to kill the potato.
0: Yeah, really? I don't remember that. He does. That.
1: He actually asks... For a shotgun, he he verbalizes that he wants a shotgun. Which for a children's show in the early nineties, I was kind of surprised. Hey, he's asking for for weaponry to kill the potato. Um, yeah,
0: and, and then and they, they discover after after a while, um, after some like weirdness. They discover that bushroot is actually the type of plant they need. Back when Dwayne told them how to get rid of a zombie, right? Where you uh, say
1: potato a, backwards? Yeah. So he so, says
0: ote okay, top ote okay, top.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't work. Um, it by the way, which I thought was I I, I I didn't notice it at first, and I noticed it at around this point. So this is why I wrote it down at this point. The potato makes a, a weird noise every time the potato uh, every time Posey, the potato vampire wife, is on screen. She makes this really weird <clears throat> noise, and I figured out exactly what it is. It's the sound of a rattlesnake rattle. Oh. Every time, it, listen, go back and listen to it. Every time she comes on screen, she makes this, like, kind of sh- 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 rattlesnake rattle noise, and it's so out of place. It, she's a potato the fuck does she sound like a rattlesnake for?
0: Well, she's uh, also a vampire, so who that's, knows? Uh,
1: yeah, she's a potato vampire. I'm reading to... I'm, I'm overanalyzing. Yeah. The potato vampire of Darkwing Duck.
0: So they figure out that all they need is bushroot, and they say potato. They literally say potato backwards. And they shake his head. Yeah, and so
1: so they're like Ote Top and it doesn't work, so they go, he's like, Oh, we need to actually say potato backwards. Well he says, it, Yeah,
0: he says it in a way he's like he's the Goslin's like, What are you saying? He's like, It's potato backwards. And then the thing's like, and he's like, Oh shit, you actually say potato fucking backwards. Yeah, so
1: that's literally the phrase they need. Uh, <laughs> so, so
0: So he turns back into just a, like a tiny regular potato and then Bushroot loses his shit. And the whole time, so Bushroot had d- had dressed up to impress the potato. So he's yeah, like, like wearing, he's wearing like a tuxedo essentially. Yeah,
1: he's wearing like Fred Astaire with like a coattails and, and he's ready to like put on the rinse.
0: So once, <laughs> so once the potato, once the potato uh, vampire turns back into a regular potato, Bushroot loses it, pulls, pulls a bazooka out of his ass, yeah. literally. And he's like, he's like, that's it! Darkwing, you're going down! And then Darkwing looks around and goes, oh, hey guys, look! A, a vampire. vampire. Yeah, they're like And then he says the line again, he goes, the line again he goes diesel, He goes yeah. Zeke get the basil I, I wrote down
1: that he, that they said that, but but I didn't for me it wasn't like an iconic line. Yeah, I,
0: I don't uh- know. Like I said, I have no idea why I remembered that, but I did. And then it gets back to them talking to the to the kids, and then he's like, if you listen, you can still hear the, the vampire scream, and then they all listen, and then they hear like a and then they all run off screaming.
1: Yeah, and then it cuts away. And then he's like, "Oh,
0: yeah. He, yeah." But that's the end of the episode. It was a really good episode. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was, it was fun. I,
1: I, there is some stuff in there I thought was really funny. I laughed out loud a couple of times for that one. Yeah. So, so like, the last episode we're going to do is called "Apes of Wrath."
0: Now I have to say that I didn't like this episode. Like, I, like really, I mean, it was it was entertaining, but the thing that, and we'll, we'll get well, into this. I think,
1: yeah, we'll get into it more. I, it wasn't as entertaining as the other ones, but so. It starts off with Darkwing trying to pack a suitcase, A Goslin wants to go with him. And he's been hired by quote Shush, which is this a stand-in for Shield, which is a stand-in for Shield, or also a stand-in for Hydra, if you will.
0: No, um, Hydra's the bad guys. I know Hydra is foul. Unless
1: you're Captain America right now, and you're oh, in shut love. Shut. Uh, nobody,
0: uh, nobody wants to hear it.
1: Whatever he's been brainwashed by Red Skull. For those of you who are pissed about it, but um, so uh, so he's hired by Shush to find this uh, anthropologist who studies apes.
0: So okay, this is a little this is a little this is anthropology. But so um, don't tell me why I know this. But there was a guy back in the fifties He was an anthropologist named Doctor Leakey. And oh yeah, yeah. So Doctor yeah. Leakey had three prize students who. They were the ape ladies. You had Jane Goodall, who studied the chimps. And right. Then, and then you had, um, I can't remember her freaking name. She's the one that made the movie Gorillas in the Mist. She studied gorillas. I can't remember her name. Okay. And so you had chimps, gorillas, and then the third one was Dr. Barute Godalkus. He She studied orangutans, which is the third grade ape. I learned this all in a communications class in college, and I don't know why I remember it. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of...
1: Well, you know... it. <laughs> After after college, you generally remember what is it like seventeen percent of what you learned Yeah, learned I remember. That, it, so. I remembered
0: all the the right stuff. Oh, so yeah, um, apparently, so so Doctor Doctor Berute Gadalkas. the uh, in the episode she studies. She studied, her, Diane, name is,
1: her name is Dr. Brute.
0: Dr. Brute. So in the, in the cartoon, in this episode, the person that they're looking for is Dr. Brute. And the first thing I thought of is, Oh God, that sounds like Dr. Barute, which is what she's, they call her Dr. Barute. They call her Barute. So I thought, crap, this is like a total thing. This is like a, like a fossy whatever. And it was because she's like an ape. She's like an ape expert and she lives with the apes, which is what all these, all these doctors did. It was, Diane Fossey was the one.
1: Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Diane you.
0: Fossey studied uh, the uh, silverback gorillas. They made the movie "Gorillas in the Mist" about her. She was supposedly killed by poachers, um, but anyway, that was a long. Which
1: is, which is kind of also referenced in this, uh, yeah, because she's studying uh, quote apes, but they're real, they're really gorillas that she's yeah yeah. So
0: it's it's a, it's a sorry. That was a long tangent about. A name that I'm pretty no, sure they yeah that yeah. A, na- a name that they pr- I'm pretty sure that they implied, but no kid I, would ever get.
1: Well, again, it, this entire show is filled with that stuff. It's like the the Lilliput reference. I, I heard that I was like, this is a this is a Gulliver's Travel reference for a children's show. How many children, except for weird kids like me, would have actually read Gulliver's Travel as a little kid?
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know? Not very many. How many how many kids who are like eight years old? had actually read Shakespeare besides some weird kid like you or me. Not that many.
0: yeah.
1: You know? And so this show, the more I watch it, the more that I started to think, I really don't think this show is written for kids. Like Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain really isn't written for kids. It's not, yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Well, I mean, it's written for, quote, kids. But, like, Pinky and the Brain, which I can't wait for us to do at some point. It's not in our upcoming schedule soon, but we'll do it at some point. Pinky and the Brain... Is, um, so it's one of Spielberg's favorite shows that he's ever done. Uh, the, not to get off on attention too far, but he has, like, there characters on his desk, like, right now, uh, the, uh, as far last I heard. Um, and, and the I show, believe it. And, and the writers, the writers did all kinds of interesting things that were really kind of irreverent at the studios. Like when they were told to create a secondary uh, a third character named, and uh, the executives gave them an example named, quote, Larry. So for that entire season, they would do Pinky and the Brain and Larry, Pinky and the Brain and Larry. And so they would just show the scene of like a, a mouse named Larry and never show the character in the show, <laughs> as of like a big fuck you to the executives. And so the sh- those shows, as well as this one, because they're all kind of written in, like, the 90s when writers basically decided, we're going to write smart stuff. We're yeah. just going to write what we think is funny. And if the public likes it, great. And if too bad, at least we were entertained. Exactly. It's like It's like the writing, the early Simpsons writings, like with Conan O'Brien. Oh, he was writing for the, the Simpsons. The Golden Age? The, the Golden Age of the, of the Simpsons when the characters were not caricatures of themselves, you know. And so this show, I think, really kind of fits in with that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that in this show, and we're only covering six episodes. But, you know, by all means, if any of you guys watch further stuff of this, and you. I mean, I know I will. (laughs) Yeah, I'm probably going to go and watch more Darkwing Doug. Um, but if, if you guys want us to review more and talk more about Darkwing, we'd be, we would be happy to add. Damn straight. To add more episodes in season one because season one is 65 episodes long. Yeah. So if you guys want us to do more episodes, we'll gladly do it. Uh, Asking us to watch, to watch Darkwing Duck after watching My Little Pony, uh, we would gladly do so. Yeah.
0: So um, back to the episode. This, like you said, this is the first episode where Shush was introduced, and I forget yes. what Shush stands for, but it's yeah, it's, it's got some sort. It's a some society sort of of, yeah. of highly underrated sexy hens. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's essentially a stand-in for Shield. Um, they give Darkwing a bunch of uh, technical gadgets. Um, and it, this is the reason I didn't like this episode, this episode, uh, the cartoon up until this point has been fairly action oriented and it's been, it's been entertaining. This episode, I think devolved into a bunch of what I essentially cartoon hijinks for the, for the most part, for the whole yeah, episode. It was and a lot it of starts like set gags. Yeah. And it starts um, with, it starts with the helicopter ride or the plane ride to, to this
1: like a pseudo James Bond Island.
0: Yeah. So they have all these um, gadgets from shush.
1: Yeah. With the coconut bomb.
0: So there's a coconut bomb and yeah goslin inadvertently sets the coconut bomb and so he's like oh my god open the canopy i'll throw it out and she hits the ejector seat button so darkman gets shot into the sky and it's a whole like 30 second scene of, of him, him
1: falling and trying to throw it up and then throw it sideways and throw it down and it always and it, it comes back him in midair magically and
0: then it's like a and then it's like a wily e. coyote. Like yes, e. coyote he does like a wave
1: he does like a wave
0: and then it explodes
1: yeah, like uh, the only thing he was missing was like a sign with like an uh, with an emotion on like it. Like a
0: sign that said yelp or something? Yeah. 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 So so this happens a lot in this episode. Um
1: And then so the plane crashes uh, or lands/crashes slash and then a bunch of monkeys start tearing yeah, it apart. Yeah, the, the, the big giant apes uh, destroy the plane, and and there's this um, natives getting restl- uh, restless joke that 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 they make. Yeah, I it was such a, like a dad joke thing to say. It was okay, but I, I when when they make the joke, I just thought it was kind of cheesy. So. Yeah,
0: one of the apes has a uh, hat on, has a. One of the apes has one of the. It's like a safari hat on. Yeah, and and it, the hat gets knocked off, and Goslin picks it up, and I laughed at this part because she's reading the inside of the hat, and it says, uh, "Famed anthropologist uh, Doctor Brute, yeah, whatever." So I, I thought it was funny that fucking wrote this egotistical bitch wrote famed archae or famed anthropologist yeah, in her like hat.
1: When you write your regular name, it's like uh, esteem so and so. Who does that? Yeah, I'm gonna start know.
0: whenever I write my name on things. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna write super cool guy Sean Gogo.
1: Yeah, that, that could that could work. Um, at least people would burn your clothes, probably, because I think you're an asshole.
0: They burn my clothes now.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. So this episode just has a lot of like uh, slapstick. Yeah, it's, it's a very it's, slapstick it's heavy very episode. Slapstick,
0: the, the story um, is that they're looking for Doctor Brute, which who she she got captured. So they yeah. go to find her, and, and they encounter a guy uh, named Doctor Trenchrot, or yeah. no, Professor Major Trenchrot, whatever yeah. his name is Trenchrot. Yeah, they
1: call so his name is Trenchrot, and he is this hunter. So these hunters, apparently, they claim that they're looking for the anthropologist as well, trying to, quote, help her or whatever. Yeah, and, and the, the, ap- the, hunters the apes this, are, like,
0: stealing shit from yes, them. Yes, and
1: the hunters have this giant, like, semi-racist-looking plantation. Um, but, uh,
0: my banana plantation. Yeah, it's
1: like this racist, like, uh, Caribbean banana plantation. And, I mean, it's so, like... Uh, I, not to go like too down that road but it's just it's just so stereotypical. Yeah, um, and Goslin tries to break Yeah, into,
0: it shows it this this pissed me off. I don't know why it pissed me off so much but like Goslin is a nosy bitch that doesn't know when to stop. Like granted, like, granted these guys end up being the bad guys, spoiler right. alert. But she sees a locked door and her first instinct, like a locked door with a padlock and a and a am
1: going to break into yeah, it. Yeah, the
0: first instinct is to go over there and start yanking on the door and going, "What's in here?" and then she gets told Don't go in there. And she's like, okay. And then then she comes back later and And she's like... I'm gonna fucking go in here And they get
1: all mad at her And threaten to like Hurt her and stuff And instead of her Speaking up And saying something about it She's just like Kinda quiet Which is very Out of like Context for the character Yeah And so the gorillas show up And they steal a truck Full of quote Free bananas The trench uh, trench rot claims That he's got all these bananas He's gonna give away for free But the uh, The apes are coming And stealing them Which makes no sense Yeah
0: And and Darkwing um, even says Like why are they Stealing the bananas When you give them to them For free And he's like Because they're animals They're assholes Okay,
1: so this is that scene that you and I, we were talking uh, when we went to dinner earlier. Uh, we were talking about this exact scene. So there's this joke that Darkwing makes when uh, Goslin does it- something and he tells her not to do it. And then he-, he turns to her and he goes, I don't practice what I preach. I'm a parent. I can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought that as a parent myself, it's especially like reevaluating when you're a kid. You think like parents are so hypocritical because they tell you not to do stuff and then they do it too. And as a parent, I find myself doing it as well because the whole thing with like being a parent is you screwed up and you want your kids not to. Yeah. And so Darkwing actually is kind of fitting, filling that role. That, that is a line that, that is written for either older kids or, for parents, yeah, that was not written for younger kids who don't understand the subtlety. Yeah, which of, of is, that I mean, joke. which is
0: hilarious. <laughs> which
1: you know they're essentially writing over the heads of their audience, which I thought was kind of kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so the, the the whole plot of this episode is really it's really nonsensical. It, it doesn't matter. Like like I said, this episode is an excuse for cartoon hijinks. It's the they she find they end up finding Doctor Brute. She is not in danger. Um, turns out that. The trench rot guy That was helping them In the first place Is actually the bad guy and Yeah they,
1: Well they track down The gorillas And if, uh, there's something here That I wrote down That I was thought was Kind of funny Darkwing tries to run away From the uh, gorillas Before they figure out That they're, they're linked With the, the Jane Goodall Like uh, substitute Dr. Brute When he tries to run away From them He's using Air Jordans and I wrote that No
0: up, Yeah he, he had The air pump shoes Yeah the air
1: The like stereotypical Like late 80's Early 90's Air he pump shoes He
0: puts them on And then he pumps them up And he tries to run away
1: and and the apes once they realize that the apes are okay and that they're like that they're in a safe place um, the apes uh, she offers for the apes to like make drinks for them and the apes have this like total 1950s tiki bar um, yeah making drinks for them
0: um, and they call it didn't they what did they call it jungle juice or or uh, or monkey monkey shines I don't know what I, I the hell they call it what
1: they called it um,
0: but it's primate like,
1: primate punch that's okay it's so primate, primate punch, punch. Primate and so punch.
0: so uh, Darkwing looks at it and he smells it, and he takes a sip, and he's like, "Oh, this is really good!" And he chugs the whole thing, and then he does a Roger Rabbit where he's like, and he flies off into space because, and he like actually circles the moon a couple times, and comes yeah. back down. And then
1: he, so then Goslin's gonna go get it, and he uh, is gonna go get some something from the Tiki Bar, and he tells her not to because she's not old enough. Yeah, and at this I point, it was really yeah. like interesting. At
0: this point, you had you really didn't have any idea that it was alcohol. But it, apparently, it was alcohol.
1: It must have been because that that line alone just said that it was. Yeah. Um. So Brute tells them that trenchcoat is apparently stockpiling weapons to give away
0: as door, pri- fr- yeah, as door, door prizes. Yeah, door prizes to the
1: first hundred customers. Uh, he's making like a, a s- bunch of weapons. Yeah, he's making like a a like super a making, villain resort. Yeah, super villain resort. Which um, is just it's but, so silly. But they but they show it like as if he's like Robin Leach. Uh, yeah. Like it, I thought that was really funny.
0: So, so, like I said, not a whole lot happens. They get in a fight with, uh, they get in a fight with Trench Rot. And then one of the things that I noticed, so, so, um, they, they're trying to decide, cause it's basically they got a bunch of monkeys and they got Darkwing and Goslin and Launchpad and Dr. Brute. And they don't know what to do. They don't know how to, uh, go about attacking these guys. So. Um, Darkwing's trying to come up with an idea, and he finally comes up with the idea of using the Primate Punch as basically as an explosive. So they load up a bunch of coconuts with primate punch and they start launching them at the plantation. And the plantation is under attack, and they go to they go to fight, and the henchmen end up running away, and Doc and then Trench Rot jumps in a helicopter. Darkwing gets um fucking well he gets thrown like uh like the hulk throw or like the thing throws uh or no it's he gets thrown like colossus throws wolverine
1: yeah well well the, there's something that you missed though and that, that's that when uh tra- when trench rot shows up to attack them the bad guys this is the, we talked about this in one of the early episodes this is one of those scenes where the bad guys come running after Darkwing shooting M16s.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they do.
1: Yeah, and so they come running after him with M16s and they they burn the apes homes with Molotov cocktails.
0: They do. They, they yeah, so, the, so sorry, so the apes is, live in like an then like a tree fort. Yeah, it's like Ewok Village. Yeah, Ewok type. Village. It's it's a bunch of tree city. It's a tree city. And they burn it with
1: Molotov cocktails, which is kind of violent for a kids show, yeah.
0: you know. So so uh what after is, the, after the, is, the battle, after the battle, Trench Rot's trying to get away in a helicopter and Darkwing oh, gets, yeah, Darkwing yeah. gets thrown up there by one of the, one of the apes. He gets thrown up there and he, uh, starts having a sort of battle with Trench Rot. And I wrote down that it is the world's largest helicopter cabin because it's they, huge. they have this huge fight inside there where, it goes from being a normal, like... If you've ever seen the show M.A.S.H., it's like a M.A.S.H. sized... From the outside. From the outside, yeah. but then when it goes inside... So it, yeah, it's, the
1: outside is like 1960s era, uh, mili- uh like a medevac helicopter. Yeah,
0: but then when they go inside... They've got twenty feet of uh, of seat space. Yeah, to
1: fight and everything else, and they have this like big fight like up in the air in the helicopter.
0: Where Darkwing's like swinging around, going inside and out of the helicopter, yeah. going well, from side and to he, side. And he
1: eventually, he beats Trenchrot. and uh, so the episode ends on on a physical like gag joke. Um, the, the, yeah, hold the, on,
0: hold on. Guess what it is? They're apes. There are apes and there was a banana plantation. Guess what it was? Come on, guess. Wah 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 Guess. I, I bet you won't guess. It's a yeah, fucking no, it's banana been, peel!
1: Banana jokes. Yeah, so so there's a banana fall a banana peel slip and fall joke, and a Darkwing he steps on it and he slips, and he turns and breaks a fourth wall and says Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I like, figure e- even implying the fact that like we understand that this joke is tired and stupid. And yeah, old, you figure someone but somebody had to do has it. to do it because we're doing a kids show and there's bananas, so there has to be a banana slip and yeah. fall joke. Most likely, it, that was probably like they were told by an executive when like they they
0: oh the, do a banana peel like, joke. Oh, be you got to do a
1: banana peel joke. It'll be great. Like, sure, we'll do a banana. Shut peel up, joke. Kyle. <laughs> exactly. Like they're in the boardroom, room and they're just like the the executive's like. You know what? Fuck
0: that guy. You're Fuck hired. Kyle. You're hired. That Kyle. You're, you were hired because your dad's head of the studio. That doesn't mean you have good ideas, Kyle.
1: And and then that's it. Yeah. That's, and then that's and then the uh, last episode. Yeah. So, and then fade
0: out and uh, and then there's the end theme the, music. Yeah. And then the end theme
1: music. And but I, I think <laughs> overall, even even the last episode being kind of slapstick. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, the, the last episode just put such a bad taste in
1: my. Well, you know, in comparison. But compare the last episode to My Little Pony. Okay, it's like comparing anything to Horrible... And it still looks like a Picasso. So, the last episode, in comparison to the rest of the show, is not nearly as good but it's still not bad. It's I still will, entertaining. I
0: will give this episode props for, for the line that you mentioned. Okay, I don't practice what I preach. I'm a parent. I yeah. can get away with it. I mean, that was a genius. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking funny. And that,
1: that might have been one of those lines that he improved Because remember, we were talking about that. Yeah, he, he did improv. He improv a lot of his lines for this show. And I, I think overall, I would, I would recommend this show for parents who have it available to them. Uh, if you've got younger kids and you want something to watch with them that you don't mind. I think this definitely will fill that gap. And I, you're not gonna want to kill them or kill yourself or kill the makers of the show. I,
0: I recommend this for just parents to watch by themselves.
1: Yeah, I would too. It like, you know, if you don't have anything set up in your Netflix queue or or other stuff, I You you can find it
0: online, or you
1: just want to go down nostalgia lane. I think this show actually holds up pretty well. Yeah, I I was not expecting it to at all. I was expecting this to be trash. You know what? You know what? It was good. You know
0: what the difference is between between this and some other stuff is that this show had quality voice actors and quality writing and quality production and stuff like that will hold up. I mean, right, and, it, right, exactly. it, and, and the fact that it's a, the fact that it's a genre parody makes it almost immortal, you know, like, because, because you still get those same genre movies, so it has this lasting power. Where, yeah. where you're still having movies about Batman. There was a, there was a really terrible movie with Billy Zane about, um, uh, a, the phantom. The phantom. I mean, it's all, and there was a really even worse movie, if you can believe it, about the shadow with Alec Baldwin. Do you remember that movie?
1: I do remember that. Uh, I still, I still have visuals when I think of that movie with the, uh, the, and the 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 head of the dagger that that comes to life I actually God. I
0: actually had that dagger I'm I've, sure I've, you I I bought I bought that dagger I bought cuz it was this weird pyramid type da- uh, Anyway but we had mo- they're they're still making movies about these old characters we just had recently like fairly recently a Green Hornet movie with <laughs> Seth Rogen Yeah uh, and and they're still in the the characters the similar characters are still being used I mean uh Sandman is still a comic
1: well, I think there's, especially the last couple of years, has kind of been this resurgence of film noir also. Yeah. If, if you're talking about, like, more current day, we have Jessica Jones on, on Netflix, which is a fantastic show. Uh, we're not going to review it for this show because it doesn't really fit, you know, what we do. The but, theme. But, but I love Jessica Jones, and she is fantastic in that show. She's from, um was it, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 or whatever? Uh, she she had a she had a short run show with James Vanderbeek, and she was really funny in. And then uh, she ended up doing Jessica Jones. And, and Jessica Jones, the way that they write the show, is not that
0: John Ritter's daughter,
1: is it?
0: Isn't her last name Ritter?
1: I I don't know. I think it's John um, Ritter's daughter. Yeah, you know, I don't know celebrities that well. You're welcome to ask Joy. I'm sure she can answer that for you. So Joy, Joy's my wife. So, yeah. um, but you know, she uh, Jessica Jones is this, is the way that they tell a story is very film noirish. And some of that, the reason why it's still holding up is because there's always going to be a place for that kind of storytelling. And uh, Darkwing Duck actually fits that uh, in a way that I was not expecting it to. You know, I think, is, is it is it uh, John Ritter's daughter? Oh, it's um,
0: Kristen Ritter, I think it is.
1: Yeah, well, it could be, but but at any rate, uh, you know, <laughs> not important. <laughs> yeah, not important to what we're talking about. You know, I've kind of gone off on a tangent here. But if the show of Darkwing Duck really does hold up, the animation is good, the writing is good, the storytelling is good, and you know, even if the animation was poor, I'm I'm even willing to to forego high end animation style for good writing. Just 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 give me good writing give me good writing, and phoned in mediocre voice acting, and I'll be happy. But but this show didn't have that. It had good voice acting with ad lib and amazing writing and good animation. Uh, it's all the things that My Little Pony could have been. My Little Pony could have been all of these things. They had a talented production company. They had talented voice actor work. You know, they, they just they had the chance, and they blew it. And this show took advantage uh, just in the way that Darkwing Duck and Gummy Bears did. All those shows, very much in the same vein, did, did what Darkwing Duck did. And there are other shows, too, that, that are not through Disney. Animaniacs, Freakazoid, one of my all-time favorites, and I really hope we get to do Freakazoid, and Pinky in the Brain. Uh, those shows are all good examples of... The, the animation could have been absolute crap, but the writing is so important. And so as we do more of these episodes, I think we're gonna see that the ones that tend to do the best are the ones that have really good writing.
0: Yeah. When you have when you have by the way, she was I don't think she's related to John Ritter. Well But when you have when you have the core elements in place, the core elements like you were saying, writing, studio, voice acting, then you're gonna have a quality show. I think so many times where, where cartoon studios go wrong is that you're missing one of those elements. You're either, you're either pumping out the show so the writing is crap or you're using three people to do 20 voices on the show. We were talking about this earlier is that if you look at the, if you go to IMDb and you check out the, uh, the voice actors, for the most part, the voice actors, the, the villains, which there are a lot of villains. He's got, you know, Darkwing's got, a sort of rogues gallery that's on par with Batman and the flash. He's got a lot of villains, a lot of like memorable villains too. So if you look at it, a lot of those villains are their own people. They're, they're voiced by in they're voiced by separate people. There's not, there's not, there's not the, uh, the voice acting trap where one voice actor, you know, like in The Simpsons or, or really anything from where one voice actor right. will voice 20 characters on a show. Well, The
1: Simpsons is fine because of what it is yeah. and because, uh, you know, like Hank Azaria is such an amazingly talented voice actor that, that I'm okay with him doing 20 Which I think
0: – I'm pretty sure Hank Azaria did a voice – or no, Dan Castanella I think did a oh, okay. voice in, in, in Darkwing. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. but But that's the thing is that he did a voice where i i feel like they're able to develop their character a little better because well, their show
1: came out in 91 and the simpsons was already out yeah so that means that they were doing the simpsons and then voice acting something on this if they did we're not sure but you know yeah. we can look
0: no they um, they had i'm pretty sure they have but that's the thing you have you have quality all around and and being able to capitalize on that quality and have a have a theme about a theme. Have a theme about the show that is something that's lasting. It's not topical. Well, it can be topical, but the overall theme isn't right. topical.
1: Well, Animaniacs was topical, but you know, Animaniacs is another good example. Uh, you know, I, again, I'm biased. I love Animaniacs, and, and I, bet, I, I, I I can't wait for us to do Animaniacs. I bet
0: though, like uh, uh, some of the things in Animaniacs, I bet will fall a little flat because they're they're period specific. There's right. stuff that there's so, stuff that you had to that were that was prominent in like they were they were actors and actresses and All themes the early and stuff and early right. to mid 90s so and so those going jokes back would now fall flat. well they'd fall flat on today's audience but we would get them because we watched it and we right. knew that. but but yeah stuff like this there's no there's no um, other there's than it's not
1: as much topical because I, I remember there's some but and that's further in but what i liked about animaniacs is even though there's a lot of top, that that topical stuff the writing quality is so high and the way that they the characters interact, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it, you could get a young kid who doesn't understand the joke about Casey Kasem or O.J. Simpson or Michael uh, Michael Jackson's plastic surgery, you know, the kind of prominent jokes of the early 90s. They're not going to understand any of that, but they'll still think it's funny because of the way that it's presented.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: and uh, I well, mean, we're I, talking
0: too much about Animaniacs. That's not Darkwing.
1: No, no, it's not Darkwing. But but a Darkwing, I think, is in the same level as Animaniacs. Yeah, uh, it very much is. So you know, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I would too. Um, it,
0: it's a great show. It's still a great show, and that's hard to do twenty five years later.
1: No, I was expecting this to be would to be terrible. I was. I was really expecting it to be bad. If
0: you get the chance, pick it up, watch it, watch it with your kids. It's Watch it by yourself. Yeah, watch it by yourself. Shut the windows, close the door, take off your pants, have some fun, watch the show.
1: Yeah, watch uh, watch uh, Torres uh, Bulba's uh, girlfriend there. Super
0: sexy cow lady, <laughs> according to the website. That yeah, exactly. It, yeah, uh, just don't search "super sexy cow lady" on Google. You might come up with some stuff, stuff yeah, that you, you can don't get
1: some want. Rule thirty four you didn't plan on. So.
0: Oh God, no! The worst <laughs> rule there is. But uh, <coughs> I don't know. I think that does it for this Darkwing Duck. It's been a it's been a pleasurable revisit. It has.
1: It was fun. And uh, the next episode is, uh, I believe, Pokemon.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, you know, right now is a Pokemon Go craze. And we're going to do a Pokemon episode. And, yeah. Um, and we're going to see how, how it holds up.
0: Yeah. Uh, so stay Wanna tuned. want to be the very best. So, yeah. Uh, until then, this has been Sean. And Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time.